he'll gather tonight Be'ezer Hashem to be Mikayim the Pasuk Oz Nidzbaru Yireh Hashem Ish El Re'ehu the Navi tells us that in the end of days when the world the atmosphere will be full of words which are contradiction to Torah and to Yiddishkeit Oz Nidbaru Yiri Hashem those that have years Shemayim should gather and discuss and there's a promise Vayakshev Hashem Vayishmo and Hashem Kaviyochol will attentively listen Vayikosev Besefer Zikor in the front of Leyirei Hashem Ulechoshvei Shmoi a very special promise for all those who participate in these kinds of gatherings. The topic which will, will be discussed tonight, Bezer Hashem, is the topic of Chinuch Abonois. I imagine those who organized this, this gathering were interested in calling out a a crowd of the greatest number possible. And I think that they thought that if they write Divrei Chizuk, well, who needs Chizuk? We all have Chizuk. If I need Chizuk, I don't have to come to 16th Avenue. I could open a Mishra's Asher in my home. Chinuch Habonois is a topic which for some reason bothers us all. I, this evening... I'm the first of three speakers, Bezer Hashem. And um, I, my conscience really doesn't appeal to me to do justice to the subject. Rabbi Tauber, Bezer Hashem, will speak what should be spoken. Rabbi Yud Levish will speak what should be spoken. I'm just here to take up time. So I will try to have my discussion as light as I can. And I will just point out several, several Nikudas in this discussion. Now, Nikuda point one. I imagine that the audience gathered here tonight to discuss Chinuch Bonus. I imagine most of you are parents of, of children, of daughters. I imagine that we didn't come for intellectual activity to hear an interesting speech. I imagine that those gathered here tonight are interested in the Maisa, in hearing suggestions and making changes. Ramban says, Im to'iru, im to'iru es ha'avo it's a drush, it's not the pshat. If you become enthused as ha'avah with love to Hashem, make it a chafetz. Something tangible. Do something. Don't, ju- don't just go away with excitement. Now I imagine those gathered here today are hoping to take home besides an interesting speech, if Hashem is Baruch will help us, 
What I prepared to speak is not what's going to be said. But I imagine that those gathered today are hoping to take home some sort of halacha Some suggestion in this discussion which is so important to all of us, chinuch Now it's extremely important to know before we begin how serious the problem is. Because let's say someone is in pain. He goes to a doctor and the doctor prescribes surgery. He wasn't expecting surgery. He thought the doctor would say, you know, write up the prescription, some kind of a painkiller. It's a garnish. The doctors, you don't say garnish, but, you know, they write up a prescription. The doctor looks and says, you need surgery. It comes as a shock. And the patient understands that the problem is a serious one. If a doctor will say, you have a bad cold, I suggest I open up the lungs and clean them out. So you say, you know, I'll keep on sneezing. If the doctor says the problem is a serious one, we might need surgery. There is something more serious sometimes than surgery. Sometimes something has to be amputated. If there's a danger, a life danger, then there's no end to the hishtadas we do in order to solve our problem. Now, I imagine we gather today, and I'm talking to the audience and to myself, I Baruch Hashem, I'm a father to daughters myself, Baruch Hashem. And we gather today when we discuss Chinuch we want to do something about it. But really it's important for us to know we're willing, you know, if the rabbis will, let's say, will introduce that it's important every day, every morning before I go out to work to say a kapitl tilin for my medalach, well, that's not an operation. Alright, if I'll be convinced that it'll solve the problem, I'll do it. It's like a band-aid. But, if the speakers will convince us that maybe drastic changes have to be made in our way of living, then we have to be convinced of how important the problem is and how serious the problem is and how important it is, b'nafshenu, to find solutions to the problem. Now, it's, I'd like for the, for the audience to understand what I'm trying to bring out. I am saying this not as an introduction to what I will continue to this evening, Bezer Hashem. I am saying this as point one, and I'm ending with a period. Now, if I won't do justice to discussing the problem, or bringing solutions to the problem, but this point one, I feel it's very important for us to realize we must have a clarity. What are the problems in our generation? The dangers that are threatening the chinuch of our children? And if we have the realization that the problems are serious and maybe dead serious and maybe threatening, life-threatening, then we have to be ready. And not only ready, we have to look Rahmanul Islam 
When it comes to a sickness of body, and we all know the Rambam Shmuel Naprokim starts off by bringing the comparison between Choli Hanefesh and Choli Haguf. People travel to ends of the earth, of the earth to solve problems of health problems. So first, we have to decide how important is and how how threatening is our problem of chinuch in our generation. And this should be an introduction that even if someone prescribes something which might be imposing, which might be hard, which might be in some situations might even look impossible, but in the light of the importance of the problem, it might be inevitable, it might be a must. This is point number one. Now point number two, I would like to discuss really what is the, the importance and how threatening are the problems in our generation to Chinuch Abonus. Now I will not describe to the audience sitting here problems of Chinuch Bonus for many reasons. One reason is everyone sitting here knows much more than I do and feels the problem much deeper. Reason number two, I don't live in this country. I don't really know the problems of Chinuch Abonus. I know the problems of Chinuch Abonus maybe better than you do in Eretz Israel. I don't know about Eretz Israel. In the section where I live, I live in a town called Ofakim in the Negev. I probably am more aware of the problems in that area than probably most of the audience sitting here. The problems that you face, I were not able to describe. And if I would start describing, I feel I'd lose my point. Because I might talk Narishkeit, and I will just turn down the volume. I go to sleep and wait for Rabbi Tabat to come. What I will, would like to introduce this evening as point number two. Theoretically, not factually, but theoretically, what, could, what I imagine, what I imagine that there are Chinuch problems in our generation, in, in this country. Theoretically, I feel I could speak. And I could say very clearly. The Rambam says, and these are words of the Rambam, Teva ha'odom li'moshech achar It is a nature of the human being that he is influenced by his surroundings. Now, it's important to realize the Rambam's word of Teva. Teva means nature. And the Rishonim tell us that the word Ha-Teva is Bigmatria Elohim. In other words, Teva is a Maisei Hashem. Now, if any one of us will say, I'm not sure that I'm influenced. I'm not sure my children are influenced by the surroundings. I feel I can strengthen myself and strengthen my children that the surroundings should not be influential to their nefesh, to their neshama. I would much easier understand if this person would say, I feel that I'm able to take my little girl's jump rope. I imagine I did many. I take from the whole school the jump ropes and tie them together and tie the sun tomorrow morning that it should not rise on the east. Well, if you tie the sun, you know what will happen? 
My description isn't that good. The first minute there'll be a screech, you know, and the ropes will try to hold it back, but in the end will be the sun will just break through. Because it's the koach of Hashem Yisbarach, the koach of nature. You cannot stop nature. Nature is Hashem Yisbarach's koach. And the Rambam that says, Teva Ha'odom, that it's a nature and a person. It is something which no one can fight and no one can be excluded from this nature. Now, what is the Sviva that we live in? I think it's completely unnecessary to, to say. Again, I'm not talking about myself and about my family. Now I'm talking about the Sviva. I think we all know that the oimik, the depth of choshech, of ugliness, of toeva, that is that we that that is advertised in this country was never since the world was created. The Rechaim Hakadosh says that the Jewish people in Mitzrayim reached memtes shari in the end of the days, they will reach 50 Sharitun. And they will be able to go out only because Torah, which is not our discussion. In Mitzrayim, we didn't have Koyach Torah. If we would have reached Hamishim Sharitun, we would have been buried forever. But I think anyone who walks down a street, anyone who, who, is, who is, has eyes and is as fairly intelligent knows what is discussed openly in this country what is advertised there was never a situation of such filth of such ugliness Baruch Hashem that my English is pale I'm unable to express myself never was there such a situation and the Ramam tells us that by nature it influences each and every one of us so again, I'm not going to point out the Bishyanki girls doing this, Bishyanki girls doing that. Again, I'm not going to point that out because I don't know. And it's impolite. And I'm a chulun tzaddikim. And I have no reason to say bikoyas today on our wonderful chinuch. And that's not what I came in for today. What I'm trying to say is that theoretically, it's impossible that we shouldn't be facing a very serious problem. So the question is, why many of us don't feel it? And the answer is, in our modern generation we know that not every serious problem shows up on the face. There's a joke which, which it is, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to, to, to repeat. A fellow came to the doctor and said, doctor, give me a checkup. The doctor says, you have a sickness which I don't want to mention. Don't want to mention. She says, schmerzer, schmerzer, be gesund. A big gesund, he feels good. But it's nicht gesund. He looks in the mirror, everything alright. Gets up in the morning, everything alright. But if the x-ray shows it, if theoretically you know that it's there, if there are proof from that it's there, then you know this trouble and we have to find solutions. I... Personally, I, how should I say, I participate with many of us feeling that our chinuch 
And our new generation is growing up wonderfully and beautifully. But theoretically, I don't believe it. And we hear many signals from Shemayim. Just five minutes ago, the Rebbe that stood here read a list of name after name. And by us it just goes in a list, one after another. Each one, a korban, a tragedy. So much tragedy. When it comes to our Parnassus, we know empires of tzedakah, of chesed, of our Batsas Torah are collapsing. All over the world, problems of all kinds are growing. We hear the scream from Hashemayim, the shuvu nova, shuvu elayva, shuvu elechem. All this spells out to us that there's a problem. And let us put our two points together. Again, I'm not going to this evening, maybe the speakers after me will do so. I will not chas v'sholim be particular about any problem. Whether it's sneers, or whether it's dress, it's manner of talking, whether it's kibbutz of aim, whether it's chutzpah. And maybe many of you sitting here will be disappointed because that's maybe what you were waiting to hear. I feel I'm, I feel I'm unable to do so. But I'm sure that we are in a very, very serious situation, our chinuch. And we have to find overall answers and, and then interpret them into particular answers to solve the problem of our chinuch. Now I would like to come to the crux of my discussion tonight. And with the permission of the, those sitting here, I will discuss Edvar Torah. Saf Kosov, sitting here with G'dayle Torah, Eishas Chover Kachover. So I will discuss Edvar Torah. We all learned that when the Jewish people asked for a Melech, they came to Shmuel Hanavi and they said, give us a king like all the nations around us. Shmuel Hanavi saw this as a tragedy. He cried to Hashem all night and Hashem said, Hashem said, it wasn't you that, that, they're, that they're insulting. They don't want Hashem. This was a tragedy, one of the greatest tragedies of Jewish people that they came and asked for a melech. It was as if it was, it was an expression that they don't want Malchus Hashem. And we all learned the Pasik, how later when we finally brought a melech, Shmuel made a, a miracle, brought rain in the summertime, which is a destruction to show that the whole world turned over by the fact they asked for a melech. Now, the kasha, the obvious kasha which all the Rishonim asked, a miracle brought rain in the summertime, which is a destruction to show that the whole world turned over by the fact they asked for a melech. Now, the kasha, the obvious kasha which all the Rishonim asked, that there's a mitzvah to, ask, to bring up the melech. The Raman Pashkins, that when you come to Israel, you have three mitzvahs. Bimanim melech, to wipe out Amalek, and to build the base Hamidish. It's a mitzvah to, to, uh, to appoint a king. And much was said and discussed 
And all the audience sitting here that learned in Besyankif or cousins of Besyankif all learned and knows a lot of Tirutzim on these kashas. Now, what is most famously discussed is because they said, we want a melech kokol hagoyim We don't want a melech that is discussed in the Torah. We want a king like the nations around us. What actually is the difference between Malchus Yisrael and the idea of Malchus of all Umas? Now, I will try to explain this, this, this subject as, as light as I can, but it's not, it's not an easy subject. We know that the world has 70 nations. Shivim Umas. The Briskerov, when there was the declaration of the state of Israel, and much was said in Kanoz, in ill favor to the state of Israel. It's a state which is officially atheistic, against terror, etc., etc. The Briskerov said one word. And he analyzed what actually is the destruction of, of, of Medina's Israel. And that day when the state of Israel was proclaimed, his words were, now there are 71 nations. This was his word. Now there are... Until now, there were 70 nations. And the Jewish people, Hain Am, Yishkon, there aren't 71 nations. There's 70, and there is the Jewish people. And this was obviously what the head of the Jewish people in those days, they wanted there should be 71 nations. We want a Malchus, like every other kingdom. Now what actually is the difference between Malchus Yisrael and the Malchus of all nations. The difference I will try to analyze as follows. Every nation, with the permission of, of, of the Tzibur, I will take five minutes to bring a, a, another analysis and then explain this, this, this of the 70 nations. Let me for five minutes, believe me, I won't be more than that. My Joshua will take more than five minutes. But for five minutes, discuss Shabbos Kodesh. The Torah says, "Sheishes yomim tasem alachtecho, uvayom hashvi lelokecho." Now we refer the six days as the six days: the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The Vilnagoyan says, "Sheishes yom tasem alachtecho" refers to six days of Yom Tov. Medoiraisa, there are six days of Yom Tov. There is Pesach and Pesach, first and last day of Pesach. There is one day of Shavuos. Two days of Sukkot, in other words, Sukkot and Shemini and one day of Rosh Hashanah. Over here that we keep 
All Yamtiv two days, misfake the Yemen Thirabona. But in the Torah there are six days of Yamtiv because Yom Kippur is not called Yamtiv. Sheishes Yomim, Tasimalachtecho. On six days of Yamtiv, you can do Malachas Eichel Nefesh. You can cook, you can bake, you can carry. But Yom Hashmi on Shabbos, Lelokecho. What actually is the specialty of Shabbos over all six days? Of Yom Tif. Now, I, I would like to introduce something very important. Every Yom Tif has its color and its beauty. Pesach is as man cherusen. The days of Pesach generate cherus from the Yitzhahorah, from the Malachamovis. We eat matzah, this brings us greatness. Shvuis generates Torah. Sukkis generates Dveikus. Rosh Hashanah generates Yerushalayim. Every Yom Tif has his color. What really is the color of Shabbos? What essentially is Shabbos? Now, in the name Pesach, there is an expression what Pesach is. Al-Posach, al-Bartimitzriyim, saved us, the salvation of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Shvuis, the counting, the tyrant, Sukkis, the protection, Rosh Hashanah, the beginning. What is the expression of Shabbos? And the answer is, Shabbos has no color. Shabbos has no self-expression whatsoever. Pesach expresses something. Now, I'll bring you a marshal. Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah are like beautiful pictures. Shabbos is like a mirror. A picture expresses a message. Shabbos is a mirror. Whatever you put in front of a mirror, that's what he reflects. What happens on Shabbos is that Shavas, everything stops. Hashem created the world in six days. Everything stops. And when everything stops, when Shavas, the day of Shabbos mirrors who remains when there is no one, which is Hashem Yisbarach. Which means really, Shabbos is the day of Hashem. When we prepare for Pesach, we're preparing for a Pesach, for a Shavuos, for a Sukkot. When we prepare for Shabbos, we're preparing for Hashem. That's what Shabbos really is. On Shabbos Kodesh, everything stops. Hashem Yisborach is not our guest on Shabbos. We are Hashem's guest on Shabbos. If you'd like to know, based on Hashem, all the Noshim Tzedkoni is sitting here. Based on Hashem, we'll have an air of Shabbos very soon. What is the Moshe of Shabbos? The Moshe of Shabbos, imagine a very rich man, a multi-millionaire, has a one and only daughter. Let's say, let's use a name, Baron Rothschild, a multi-multi-millionaire from way back, has a one and only daughter, and he's going to make a wedding. And you can imagine that he wants this wedding to be as lavish as it can be. This is going to be an evening unforgettable. And he calls up one of the people sitting here, and everyone should imagine it's his name, it's her name. And he says, you know, I'm going to make a wedding, but I want you to be my caterer. 
You carry a su'udah. But remember, the su'udah has to be complementary to my riches. And you will say, well, I can't afford it. So he says, you know what? I'll give you an open checkbook. You go to the stores and you buy a my cheshben. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is Hashem's day. And Hashem tells us, you prepare, cater a suda, three, three sudas, but it should be compliment Hashem. The chocolate cake, I, I, don't, I, I think you, you, you realize that, the chocolate cake should be complimentary to, to, to if Hashem is broken, make a cake. We make it in His name. So we say to Hashem, you know, we can't afford this. Hashem says, Love our life on Iperea. On my husband. Buy whatever you want. I'm paying for it. That's what Shabbos really is. Shabbos is Hashem's day. Now let us come back to what is the difference between the Jewish people and the 70 nations. Hashem Yisbarach created 70 nations. Every nation has their own personality. Every person, every nation, you could look like a Chinese, you could look Russian, you could look Italian, you could think Russian, you could think Chinese, you could, you could act Japanese. Every nation has their own way of thinking, way of dressing, mentality. Seventy nations in the world. Now what is the tchuna of the Jewish people? There are 70 nations. What is the tchun of the Jewish people? The Jewish people have no personality. They have no tchun. The Jewish people are like a mirror. Now let me elaborate at this point for a moment. If, if there was someone in this audience who was an artist, and I would say, draw a Jewish face. Now, if I would say a Japanese face, no problem. A Chinese face, no problem. A Russian face, no problem. A Jewish face, can anybody describe the characteristics of a Jewish face? And I'm trying to tell you, Rabbi Sai, I, I believe, this is, I believe I'll be tired and I have rias to this, I don't want to tell you my Makarius because it'll take time. There is no such thing as a Jewish face. So why do people say, Yiddish knows? So I'll tell you what a Jewish face is. The Jewish people were always strangers in a different land for the last 2,000 years. A Jewish face means a strange face. For instance, in America, when, when, before the Russians came, so you saw a Russian Shinoz, a Yiddish knows. Because who were the Russian people, the Russian immigrants? Only Jews. I live in Eretz Israel. Now, I have neighbors, and we live together, Baruch Hashem, we have one community, a lot of Sephardim. A lot of Sephardim. Sephardim are Spanish Jews. I have a lot of neighbors, friends, Rabbeim, Talmidim, Chaverim, Spanish Jews. Not long ago, I was in South America, a Spanish country. I got off the plane. I was shocked. As I feel Yidin, so many Jews. I saw beautiful Spanish faces. And then I realized that my shachna was a Spanish face. It's not a Jewish face. It'll jump, I'll catch it. 
There's no such thing as a Jewish face. What is a Jewish face? The Jewish face is a mirror. Another follows. If a Jew that lives in America, he'll have an American face. A Jew that lives in Russia will have a Russian face. A Jew that lives in Italy will have an Italian face. An Italian face, an Italian mentality, he'll think Italian. Now I want to tell you this, maybe we should tell us the President Clinton. I'm talking over here on 16th Avenue. I, 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 I'm telling you something very true. The only true Americans in this country are the Jews. Let me tell you why. An Irishman could live three generations, but he'll always have something Irish about him. A Japanese could live in the United States seven generations. There'll always be something Japanese about it. A Jew can be pure American. You can empty yourself from Judaism completely. You know, they all say the story, and it's a true story which we live through. You go on the, on the bus, and there's an Alta Baba with the Einikel, and in the back there's an Alta Baba with the Einikel. The second Alta Baba happens to be Italian. And Talking Italian, the Enoch is not embarrassed, and the Baba is not embarrassed. The Baba is talking Yiddish. Oh, Bobby, don't talk Yiddish. I'm embarrassed. And the Enoch is right. Because the Italian, even in the new country, we're Italian. The Jew in the new country, there is no such thing as Jewish characteristics. The Jew is a mirror for whatever stands in front of him. Could you describe the characteristics of a mirror? It depends. The Chavetz Chaim stands in front of the mirror, he looks like the Chavetz Chaim. If Rahman al-Islam in Russia stands in front of the mirror, he looks like a Russian al And that's what the Jew is. The Jew, whatever his surroundings are, whatever is actually in contact with him, that's what he is and that's what he absorbs. I remember, I remember when I... When I I don't know, I mean, I'm not the oldest person in this, in this, in this, in this ulam. But when I was a boy, this goes, I was a young, a young fellow, this goes back 30, 35 years ago. I remember when, when, when the, the Americans used to scream at us, refugees. Refugees, get out of here, refugees. That's the biggest insult in American refugees. Today, someone will say to a Jewish person, refugee? Refugee? I'm not a refugee. We live here, this is our place. I was once going to the town with Chochem, I want to tell you this. I was once going to the town with Chochem. An American boy, but he got it was a town, final town with Chochem. And there was a place, there was a guard there. The guard was Puerto Rican. And he went broken English and said, you can't go in, you can't go in. And he was so and so, he says to me, ah, chutzpah, he can't even talk English, he's telling him what to do. You understand? I am, I can talk, I mean, ah, chutzpah. I can just say, you know, refugee. We are American. Why are we American? We are the most American people in this, in this country. When we were in Russia, there was no one as Russian as the Jews. I want to tell you something, excuse me for, 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 for interrupting. I was just now in Santiago, Chile. It doesn't have to do with Santiago, Chile, but I saw a Yid there. A Jew. A Daitish Yid. A German Jew. Find a Yid, Shemesh Shabbos. You wouldn't believe it. He still talks about the Fatherland. He talks, he says, when Hitler, he was an, old, an elderly man. When Hitler first came up, he said, I wouldn't miss a speech. I want to hear Hitler every speech. And, uh, 
And he's angry at Hitler. That he ruined, he ruined his, you know, why did he go against the Jews? You know, Germany, you know, Germany is so beautiful. Germany is ours. He still, he still lives Germany. He can't forget his motherland. So someone said, you know, Germany killed so many Jews. She said, you know, the, 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 the Chilean president also killed so many people. You know, but, you know, he, he's, he's German and he can't get out of his blood. And we're American and the Japanese Jew is Japanese because that's what the Jew is. The Jew is a mirror. Hashem Yisbarach told us, you people, you should go to Eretz Yisrael. And there's a mitzvah in the Torah. To sell a house to a guy in Eretz Yisrael is a love that arrives like Yerin Chazer. To live in Eretz Yisrael, Eretz HaKadosh. Where does it make some Migdash? Then the Jewish people are Jewish. Why? Because they actually are reflecting Hashem Yisbarach. The Jewish people have no personality. They reflect to what they are attached. If they are attached to Hashem Yisbarach, they reflect Hashem Yisbarach. An Italian cannot reflect Hashem Yisbarach because he's not a mirror, he's a picture. He's a picture, he's not a mirror. So the Italian will always be an Italian. And the Japanese will always be Japanese. And the Jewish person, if he's attached to Hashem Yisbarach, he will be an Aram Kodesh. If he's attached to Rahman al-Islam, other Ummahs, then he will be an Aram Tomeh. Because that's what the Jewish people are. Like Shabbos. What is Shabbos? It's very interesting. When it comes to Pesach, how excited we are. A little Seder. You walk into a yeshiva on a shvuz. The excitement. A Rosh Hashanah. A Yom Kippur. Why is Shabbos so shallow? And the answer is, because a Rosh Hashanah has a character. A Yom Kippur has a character. Shabbos has no character. Shabbos is a mirror. So if you remember that it's Shabbos, and you know that it's Hashem's day, then Shabbos is cool like Kodesh, it's Hashem's day. But if you walk up and down 13th Avenue, and you pop up the Pok Narashkite, then Shabbos is absolutely empty. Because Shabbos is a mirror. And the same is true with the Jewish people. When the Jewish people do the mitzvahs, or have contact with the Shemiz Barach, then they are on Kodesh. Then reflects their face, like the Gemara says, Baruch HaLakeshim Ben Shatach. Those who don't know, there was a story of Shimon Shatach. He bought out a donkey from an Arab. And you know, an Arab, the Arab you know, was exactly what knows what honesty is. And there was a diamond hanging from the neck. And his Talmudim said, made a bracha, Rebbe Baruch Hashem, that you became, you finally became, you, you, have, you became rich. In other words, the Talmudim knew al pihalacha that it's mutter to take it. And he returned it to the Arab. And the Arab said, Baruch Elokei Shim Ben Shotach. He didn't say Baruch Shim Ben Shotach. There is no Shim Ben Shotach. There's no such, there's no such character. There's no such personality. Shim Ben Shotach is a mirror. And when you do nice and flavor, oh, there's Hashem. Hashem reflects from us when we're at Tzadikim. And this is the essence of the Jewish people. The essence of the Jewish people is a mirror to whatever situation we find ourselves. And that is why many of us 
are so American. I think my, my, I think my, I'm not exaggerating. I remember my, when I was a, a bocher, they would tell, you know, I had a friend. I, you know, I wasn't really in a basketball. I wasn't really in a basketball. But a friend of mine was saying, you know, there were a couple of shiva guys, you know, schleppers. They were playing a little basketball. And there was a couple of goyim there with uniforms, you know, really. And they decided to have a challenge. So this bocher told me, Yeshiva bocher told me, and we trimmed them. We trimmed them. Of course, how can a Narsha go to play basketball? Or you to play basketball? All American. Sport. Or you to play basketball. This guy must, one guy's Irish, one guy's Italian, one guy's Japanese. How can they get together with them? We, all American. We dress American. We think American. We look American. And this is the problem that I'm trying to introduce this evening. We live in a generation when the whole idea of contact is so advanced, whether it's through the radio, through the newspaper, advertisements in the streets. And we, and all of us, if we are mirrors, if my shtikotayr is correct, then we're doing a good job. We're pure American. We look at our style, look at our dress, look at our talk. We're American. Why are we American? Because we have a contact with everything America stands for. Now, it says, I never expressed on my wife, my wife, my home. And we find expression over and over again of the connection between Aisha and the bias. Yaakov is not after the notion, but the base Yaakov What actually is the connection between the bias and the issue? Now, let us not go into the depth of this understanding, but more of the Lemaisa of this understanding. Lemaisa, Hashem is Baruch does not want 71 umas. And Hashem is Baruch does not want us to be American. Or to be Russian or Japanese or Chinese or whatever the situation was. Hashem is Baruch wants us to be a great Kodesh. And the, the Jewish people, like all people, like all humanity, is divided into two parts. The men and the women. The men, their character reflects Hashem Yisbarach through Torah. Hashem Yisbarach says again, we are coming to perfect our characters. Now what are our characteristics? We have no characteristics. What is the essence of our personality? We have no personalities. We are Jewish. There are only 70 nations. There aren't 71 nations. What is our personality? Whatever we reflect. So Hashem Yisbarach says, Learn Torah by day and by night. And you should become a bull of fire. You should become pure kedushin. That is what Hashem wants from us. The moment we stop...
world you see very mundane pictures. I want to tell you a little, a little story. Very, it's a long discussion. The Mama Shavart from the Ragged Shavar. The Ragged Shavar was an Ili Otsum. The famous picture of the Ragged Shavar with long hair. He pushed it, didn't have because if you take a haircut, it's a Shaila, he would stop learning for a second. He pushed it, wouldn't take a haircut. And I'd rather heard this myself from the one who was there when they snapped the picture. Just before when he, when he was waiting for, to, 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 to take a haircut. And he was sitting and he was, he was learning. Learning. He was an Eli. He was a genius. If you want to know what kind of genius he was, I'll tell you stories. He was an absolute genius, genius. There was once a fellow that wrote a whole, a whole writing on, on the words in Rashi, the French words in Rashi. And he came to the Ragged Shavu. And the Ragged Shavu said, you know, you ought to be writing on it. And he stopped for a second. He picked up his foot on the chair. And he rattled off in five minutes. All the French words in Rashi, the whole Shas. I don't know if you didn't learn. I don't know if it's Shas either. But it's, he was an absolute genius. And someone asked him at that moment, when they snapped the picture, Rebbe, why do you keep on learning? Stop for a second. Rest for a second. And he said, the moment I stop, at that moment I'm already an Amoritz. I become an Amoritz. And what does that mean? This is not a discussion for this audience. It means as follows. If the Jewish people would have a personality, so you're not an Amoritz because you, 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 you're soaked with Kedusha. But he says, all of my is a mirror. When I'm standing in front of the Torah, I'm Kadosh. The moment I stand in front of that Torah, then I'm nothing. The moment I'm disattached from Kedusha, I'm an Amoritz. Because we have no personality. We don't build ourselves. We must be always continuously close to Hashem Yisbarach. Then we are Jewish people. Now this is the work of the men. To learn Torah. What is the work of the woman? And it's very essential to understand. There is a difference between a man and a woman. We all know the halacha. That if there is an intermarriage. So the child... The Jewishness of the child is dependent on the mother and not the father. The reason is follows. The mother has Kedusha within her Be'etzim. The father has Kedusha within him as much as he generates Kedusha. When you have a mother and a father, if the father is a Yid, he cannot generate Kedusha through the mother because she's a good. If the mother is a Yid, she has Kedusha Be'etz. In other words, there is a point of Kedusha in a woman which she doesn't need Torah. The man must learn Torah. If he stops learning Torah, at that moment he is empty. The woman doesn't have to learn Torah, but she needs protection. She is the bias. If she is closed in her home, then this point of Kedusha, of closest to Hashem, that are in the women will be protected and she will always reflect Kedusha of Hashem. The man, it's not enough just be passive. The man always has to generate her. And that's why the, the place Now, this actually is the work, is the object of the woman. Let us talk a moment about our others. 
What was the work of Avraham Avinu? What was the work of Sarah? You see, Sarah, all her life, what did she do? Protect the Jewish home. She threw out Ishmael. She saw Ishmael laughing. All Sarah did was protect the Jewish home. Protect the Jewish home. She saw Yishmael laughing, threw him out of the house. The Kedusha of the Jewish home. Avraham Avinu was Machnus Oirich, was a creator, was a builder. Sarah protected the Jewish home. Now, the, the, Moshe Yisrael, what is their object? Again, the Jewish people, our children, our sons and our daughters. Again, what is their personality? Their personality is a mirror. They have no characteristics. Our children can be American, pure American. Our children can be Russian or Spanish. The father has a tafkid and the mother has a tafkid. The father's tafkid is to bring toichin into the child. And the mother's tafkid is to protect the child. But what essentially to protect the child from what? From contact which anything which is not Jewish, which is not Kaddish, which is not Tohar. Because the moment you come in contact, which is not Kaddish, which is not Tohar, since, again, you're not a picture, you're a mirror, our children absorb and reflect everything they come in contact with. And the mother is mechoyev to make a bias. What is a bias? Way in the beginning, in the, the building of the Jewish people, Avraham Abinu said, Har. Yitzchok said, Sodim. Yaakov said, Bais. And the Gemara says, Loikumoy Avraham Shakori Har. Har Hamariah. Loikumoy Yitzchok Shakori Sodim. Eleki Yaakov Shakori Bais. Now, Har, Avraham understood that a Beis Amigdash cannot be on, 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 on Fifth Avenue. So he said, Go up to a Har, a faraway mountain. You are away from the turmoil of people, and there you can be over Hashem. Loikamoy Avram, it's not enough. Yitzchak said, you know, let's go into a field. This is private property. Private property, but it can be intruded. A bias is a place that's protected. What is a bias? No one walks into a house without knocking on a door. A bias is a place that's protected. There are four walls and a floor and a ceiling. That's what a bias is. A bias is a situation of protection. Kedusha needs protection. Why does Kedusha need protection? And I'm saying it for the 20th time. Because the Beis HaMikdosh, Shabbos Kodesh, the Jewish people, all these great, all these great generators of Kedusha have no characteristics of their own. Shabbos Kodesh is a mirror to Hashem. The Beis Amigdash is a mirror to Hashem. You bring a Tzalem into the Heichel Manashi Dwar, there was no Beis Amigdash. The Jewish people is a mirror to Hashem. And therefore we need a bias, protection. That is the tafkid of the Jewish woman, and that's what Chinuch means. That the child should be protected, because all our children are mirrors. And we must know, that everything that we 
And let's talk about ourselves because we're also Jewish children. What we read, what we see, what we hear, everything is absorbed. And absorbed by Jewish people more than anybody else. Because again, the Irishman has a resistance. The Japanese has a resistance. He wants to be Japanese. The Jew has no resistance. That's what he is. There are no 70 nations. He is Parve. What is Parve? Whatever he absorbs, that's what he is. That's what the Jew is. And therefore, I'm kind, I'm going to tie up the, my, 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 my few words that I said tonight. Our problem is much more serious than we think it is. And I feel that this is our problem. Our problem, as I had started with the Rambam, I feel the Rambam says, The Gemara says, The real human, he is the one who is influenced. A guy is influenced. Also to a certain extent, a Jewish person is influenced. When you pick up a magazine, you absorb every word. It becomes part of our personality. You listen to the news, just simple news. It's not strafe. Let me, let me try to bring out everything I'm trying to say tonight. If we would have some kind of a personality, so like, like you have a picture, so you say, you know, you're ruining it, it's strafe. It doesn't have to be strafe. We are what we live. We are what we hear. We are in what, 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 what goes into our, what, what our eyes sees. That's what we are. Now let's say you, you, you listen to the news. That's emotional. In Japan, the prices of cars are going up. It's not shreif. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not schmutz. It becomes part of you. In Yiddish they say, The Jewish people today aren't American. They are worldly people. We absorb within us a world. And this is our problem. Our problem is that we have within us, our children have within us, within them, so much goyishkeit, so much, I'm not going to say schmutz, even though it's true, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Why should I say it? Why should I say it? I once saw a kosher Jewish mother reading a book. So I said, did you talk to she read this book? So she said, I'd rather die, my daughter should read that book. So I said, I want to tell you something, don't die. But if you read it, your daughter's going to read it too. And she'll say, I'd rather die, that my daughter should read it. Rabbi Sai, I'm cutting short my lecture, I think I spoke long enough. What I'm trying to introduce is, and I will, with these words I will finish. I started off my lecture, and again, point one is not attached to point two, and point two is not attached to point three. Point one is, we have to know our problem. And if we have a realization our problem is in operation, then there's no prayer. Point two is, I'm sure there is a problem. And point three is my analysis of the problem. You don't have to buy point three. Everyone can analyze it as it is. But let's just play on my analysis. 
I feel that this is our problem. Our problem is we live in a world and we absorb everything. And I feel that we have to make an operation. That they has come to make an operation. And I say this, Rabbi Sai, I say this, I'm speaking, I know I'm speaking in front of a, 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 a hall of Gibele Taylor. And I say this, and the Chalasavavah says, the Chalasavavah says that the time of the prophets of the Nevi'im, Hashem's words were put into the mouth of the Nevi'im. And when there were no Nevi'im, when the sewing getting up and saying, Musir and Techoche, Hashem puts words into his mouth. I am nothing. I am not even a Talmud Chochel. I wish I would be. Be'ezah Shal, I will be. But the Chavos HaVovah says, Hashem's words in my mouth. And I'm calling out to the Jewish people. The time has come that we get out of this country. The time has come that we flee. We were in Germany, we know what happened. Getting out of this country does not mean to go to Israel. It's the same thing over there. Does not mean to go to England. It means to go, come back to our homes. It means to fortress our homes. It means to disattach ourselves from everything that America stands for. It means to build homes of Kedusha the Kaya. And for most of us sitting here, it's an operation. And maybe an amputation. Maybe it's an amputation because we became so close to it. It was so soaked with it. But Hashem is screaming to us. Rahman al-Islam, tragedy after tragedy. And today you see the word pogrom in the United States of America. It started off in Los Angeles against the Goyim. And now it's in, in, in Eastern Park against the Eden. And we have to flee. We have to go into our homes. And become disattached from the Goyim. And Chinuch Habonis means train our children to find interest in a Shabbos Kodesh, to find interest in a Yom Tif, to find beauty in the story of the Torah. We don't need their trash. What is there anything more beautiful than Avram and Sarah? You have to get used to it, acquire a taste for it. We don't have to mechanach our children. We have to protect our children. Our children are Kedusha the Tahirim. They were created the Kedusha the Tahirim. Our, our sons learn Tahirim and our daughters are Kedusha the Etzim. But they're mirrors and they absorb everything around them. The moment we will bring, bring them back to our own homes, the beauty of our home, Maya, my wife's home, we, we, we have everything. Let us just close ourselves in. Bring ourselves into our Kedusha. Shemizbarach should help us. We should be Zechabezer Shem very soon to see if she gets a change.